I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours, and ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. This podcast is a serial narrative, a story told episode by episode. Consequently, your listening journey would best be begun at the beginning. That's Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot, episode one. It is the year 2015, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong. And those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives to broadcast from a South Seas barge crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring you the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude alchemy. Previously on Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. Jessup writes uh, that he has not spoken a single word since arriving in this world, an arrival that caused the expiration of his own mother. So, Jabez, would you like to stay here with me? It's Patrick f***ing Henry. He gives a half a dozen rousing speeches before lunchtime. All you must do is free yourself. Free yourself to speak. Flintwick is going to speak. Free. Found these men plotting to overthrow you and kill all of us. I pardon you. Will you fight with me? Pardon? You're soft. This unit needs a real commander. Question me. So, uh, look, I'll just get right into it. Um, I think handing out this email address was a bad idea. The only messages I've been receiving are, oh, well, uh, hate mail from listeners who obviously don't understand the great depth and subtlety we bi-weekly probe with our plucky little podcast. That and all caps messages about something called Viagra Cialis Cheap Pills. I still haven't heard back from the mysterious What's Missing character who wrote me claiming he or she knows everything. (laughs) I'd like to tell him or her that if he or she really wants to deliver his or hers goods, then I'm still waiting. In fact, he or she can... uh, Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, It just... All the the gender ambiguity seems to have brought on... Oh, these freaking migraines. Oh, for a while, the fresh country air and uh, Aunt Sarah's camp or rub seemed to rejuvenate my weary noggin, but no, no more. Oh, 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 oh well. Hey, hey, Aunt Sarah? Yeah, yeah, they're back. No, 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 I don't just need a drink of water. What is it with that? 
It's like her answer to everything. Got a canker sword? Drink a glass of water. Stomach upset? Drink a glass of water. Debilitating migraine that warps the world as you know it with bright white hell screams? Drink a glass of water. Okay. Calm down, okay? Fine. I'll drink a freaking glass of water. <sighs> this doesn't have lemon in it. Normally you put lemon... Okay, I oh, know it's fine. Yeah, okay, that actually did help a little bit, I think. Whew. Okay, let's do this, huh? Get ready, folks, get ready for Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot is brought to you by Trudy Esposito's 1950s Birth Control Manifesto. Includes such foolproof methods as the two sets of denim love barrier the keep one hand free to hold your chewing gum, and the three inches lower sin-free technicality. Northern Mass, on the march, Captain Jabez Flintwick and his battalion of bad men beating their path to wherever the stuttering madman shall lead them. After another day with nothing but watery gruel to fuel them, the weary once prisoners of these ratty ranks sank to their moth-eaten bedding and watched a gold-horned moon skitter through the treetops like some great burnished beetle upon the web of the world. In his own officer's tent, Jabez Flintwick, fearless leader, did his best to play the part, all blanket-huddled and squinting at a map in the lamplight. Oh, for a compatriot on a night like this. See, didn't I say as much in episode one? Uh, poor Jabez. A friend for poor Jabez. Not, not only someone to bounce off moral dilemmas and further the story... You know, just a little cute friend to have along, a, a cute little sidekick bird, didn't I say it? Hey, come on, Jabez, don't lay an egg. This war stuff is for the birds. Ayuck, ayuck. It, 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 it is a solitary b business. Don't say another peep. Don't say another peep. We can do it. And, and mutiny on the lips of every third man? Soon we'll have them whistling a different tune. Just you wait and... Message, sir. What the hell? Urgent business from General Ward himself. Uh, hello? Did you not see the sidekick banter we had going on there? Uh, a message from the general? It, it, it must be urgent indeed. Thank you, soldier. M M Mort! Yes, sir? Please see this man fed and uh, offered a b bedroll by a fire. Sure thing, sir. 
As long as by fed you mean given a handful of dirty mushrooms we dug up by the latrine, and by offered a bedroll you mean gently nudged onto the dry spot in the mud puddle, and by fire you mean patted cheerily on the back as though such a small yet friendly gesture could transfer any warmth, human or otherwise. Y- yes, Mort, that, that will be fine. Uh, wait, what? L- let's see what the general has to say. Captain Flintwick? Uh, did he say, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, yeah, messenger, they're already on to the next thing. Uh, that, that's, that's how it goes around here. Captain Flintwick, I have received word of your latest recruitment practices, and while I cannot say I am surprised you have turned to those who have turned their back upon society for soldiering, you seem to have as little respect for our great cause as you do for yourself. I do, however, most fiercely object to your pardoning such cowards once they have extracted a meal and a musket from you. A traitor is good for one thing and one thing only, crow feed. I will be utterly astonished if this message reaches you at all, given the rate at which mutinous sentiment spreads amongst men under such spineless command. It will be of little comfort if you do read this to know your unmaking was bred by your own lack of discipline. But if you are yet still living, you are hereby ordered to relinquish your command to my person here in Shrewsbury. I will spare your life, though I shall spare little else. And note to make a special haste if you can still carry yourself of your own accord, for those Tartars you presume to lead will undoubtedly eat you alive. General Artemis Ward. Hey, come on, Jabez. That General Ward sounds like a real... bird brain. (sighs) Let's just wing it. Oh, dear God... Hey, you know, it's it's not really working for me either. Oh, oh good, because I, I was trying to just roll with it, but... Uh, yeah, it's just just not the, the right dynamic, is it? Exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I shouldn't be a bird. No, you shouldn't. Uh, I should be an opossum. They're nocturnal. They play dead. They're America's only marsupial. Uh... <coughs> Jabez, want me to smell out the situation for you? Sir? Yes, soldier? I did have another message, sir. Oh, not from General Ward, I hope. No, sir. Let's have it, then. Nothing written, just uh, tidings. The British guns at Ticonderoga, sir? Uh, We've captured them. Captured? Yes, sir, they're marching them across the province as we speak to be used against their former masters. Such tidings! Just then, a shiny crow flew into the open tent flap with a cackle and perched itself atop Jabez's lantern. His heart immediately commenced to hammering without the prospect of relief. It was more than the beastly bird's sudden entrance. It was the entirety of its being. Its mine-dark feathers glinting oil tones of purple and turquoise. Its cold gem eyes that seemed to watch everything and nothing at once. Its glassy black beak like an ice pick carved from ebony, jabbing at the air with each delicate twist of its ruffled neck. Its repose recalled him of those inky acolytes, those haggard witchlings resting weightlessly upon the old oak in Salem Wood, the night he thought he'd die, if it weren't for... It's resolved, then. Sir? Soldier, be sure to spread the tidings of Ticonderoga about my camp on this night, but not a word of General Ward's grievances. Understand? Yes, sir. 
Mort! Yes, sir? Ready the men. We march for Salem. Salem? But General Ward said you're to return to Shrewsbury. He sounded dead serious, and I and, and I don't think he was playing possum. Uh, uh, me. Say, what's he supposed to be? A marmot? I'm an opossum. Ollie, the opossum. Mort, look at me. Don't pay any attention to him. Do as I say. We, we march for Salem. Our enemy awaits us there. For Salem. Yes, sir. But the men, sir, we've just set camp for the night. Might we best wait for morning? Mort, I gave you an order, and I expect you to keep it. Time is of the essence. We march for Salem at once. Yes, sir. As the tinny blue glow of dawn crept to halo the horizon, Jabez and his men were already mobile, armaments creaking as loudly as the surly soldiers' limbs. That's it, men. If we keep a steady pace, we'll reach Salem by dusk. I'll keep a steady pace if I get steady meals. The meals have been steadier than they was in the lockup. Oh, there he goes again, defending old Stutterbug. Am I lying? What was they feeding you in Castle Island? Oh, they's feeding me little nits like you, Mort. You calling me a nit, Carrie? Just your wit, Mort. Outrageous. Are you that thick? Ain't you heard? Old Stutterbug has had his command recalled. He's supposed to march us to Shrewsbury, but instead we're sneaking over to Salem. Now why do you think that is? That's old news. Ain't you heard? Our boys captured British artillery at Ticonderoga. We're going to use them on the old redcoats in Boston Harbor. That's just kicking the hornet's nest. This whole business is foolhardy. Bite your tongue. What's it matter? It got me my freedom, and if old Stutterbug hears me, I'll just beg to be pardoned and he'll let me go, the coward. Who's a coward? Private Mort. Private Carey. What's the hubbub? What's the... What's the... What's what's the Oh, for God's sake, will someone help him, please? I would, but I don't know what he's trying to say. It's also anachronistic sounding. Have you been paying attention for the past four seasons? Someone help him. I wouldn't piss on his mother if her hair was on fire. I'm not really sure that means much of anything, Carrie, other than that you're a sick fuck who likes to piss on people's mothers. Or doesn't, as is the current case. So I guess you're not so sick. Uh, Sorry. Wait, what? Oh, damn it. Sorry. Aunt Sarah, sorry. Hey, guys, we were we were doing really good this season, keeping things unpenisy and uh, generally free of filth. Hey, uh, just as a podcast ought to be. Eat a dick, old-timey New England proprietor. And, sorry, Aunt Sarah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you like the proprietor. I, I know. Well, he wasn't even supposed to be in this episode. You, yeah, I, I know, I know you don't like that other guy. Huh? I, I think his name's Kerry. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. This is this is his first appearance. Yeah, lots of that this season. No one really sticking around from episode to episode. Well, if, except for Jabez and... Yeah. Yeah. 
the one with the stutter. I know. I, hey, I know. Trust me, Aunt Sarah. I would <laughs> if I could. Wait, wait what, what is she saying? I can't believe it either. <laughs> well, hold on, Aunt Sarah. Jabez, what? What is uh, what is Aunt Sarah saying? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, I, I would. That's what, why I asked. Hey, man, why don't you worry about your thing and I'll worry about mine? It's just that your thing keeps I- interrupting mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have some place to be? Uh, yeah. Salem. Right, of course. Let's get going then. Salem, Salem, Salem. Got to get to Salem. Whew! I I really don't understand. These characters are getting so antagonistic. It's practically open rebellion. We've never had this problem in our early days, did we? No, everyone got along. Everyone did as I said. Everyone. Everyone. Where where was I? Where? Where am I? It's like I'm, it's like I'm chasing, ch- chasing, chasing forever. Chasing. As soon as my fingers touch its fur, it disappears once more. Oh, I'll never, I'll never ever get there. And no one will support me. No one, no will, one support will support me. No one will support me. I, I tell you, Clement, I- I'm surprised I-, I have any regiment left after my march here. Cowards come and go as the wind. Salem welcomes you and the brave few you have returned with. The, the, the inconstancy, the, the, the heartlessness. How, how can we revolt against the uh, tyranny of the crown when, when our, our own brothers in turn revolt against us? Our cause is as a plank at sea, battered between two opposing tides, with each side churning fiercer and uh, fiercer until we are left tremoring forever in between. It's destined to never land on either shore, but rather doomed to purgation, shivering, shuddering... Stuttering? Uh, 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 yes. I think perhaps your recruitment campaign has been good for you. You sound... Uh, uh, meaner? Clearer. But maybe a little meaner, too. Aww. Hey, it's a good thing. We'll need more than meanness to get us through, though. Speaking of getting through, how is your shot? I was taken along hunting several times as a boy. As I thought. Elise is now hunting rabbit in the wood. Perhaps you should go join her? Oh, she is. By herself? I mean, not that she has not been by herself before. I mean, Captain Flintwick. Jebez. Go. As you say, Clement. Meanwhile, at the British fortifications in Boston. I'm doing better, by the way. Thanks for asking. Aunt Sarah made me some tea and, uh... Tea, tea, tea. Where's the bloody tea? Coming, Lieutenant General Brownwart. What's the bloody delay, Private Galbit? There's something about a prisoner or something. Speak up, Private Galbit. What have you got, bloody marbles in your bloody mouth? No, sir. Raisins. Come again? I was having a bit of a snack on some raisins, sir, Lieutenant General Dramwatt, sir. Bloody raisins, is it? Good man. 
Raisins are a fine snack to be having, a fine bloody snack. Thank you, sir. Would you like some, sir? Some of my raisins, that is, sir? No, I do not like some of your bloody raisins, you bloody fool. They give me the bloody squirts. Ew. Now, what's this about the prisoner? No, nothing, sir. Just a rebel, sir. Says he has important information and he'll only tell it to you. We'll just tie him to a post, let some of his blood and hope his humours rebalance before we begin torturing him. Sensible. Bloody sensible pre-torture protocol, that is. Let me in. Hey, what's he doing? What's all this bloody commotion? Lieutenant General Dramwart? You mean Lieutenant General Dramwart? No, I'm pretty sure I mean Lieutenant General Dramwart. Well, I'm pretty sure the only Dramwart here is Lieutenant General Dramwart. Oh, well, isn't that just a shame? Because there's clearly no F in the word, is there? Yeah, that is a real shame, because now I shoot you in your stupid bloody face for intruding in my chambers! Lieutenant General Dramwart, no! This is the prisoner! The prisoner, is it? Carrie is my name. I don't bloody care what your bloody name is. I can't begin the interrogation until your humours have been rebalanced. Have his humours been rebalanced? I don't think so, sir. They haven't even leached him. In fact, I don't even think they got to the bloodletting. See here, prisoner. Have my men out there let your blood yet? Let it where? Let it. Let it what? Let it. Just let it. You know let it. Let it. Gulbit? Yes, sir. Explain the protocol to the prisoner. We cannot interrogate you until your blood's been let. I see. Because? Because then your humours will balance themselves and we can begin torturing you. I'm still not sure I understand. See here, prisoner. Do we look like bloody savages? Do we look like cannibalistic mother-murdering heathen dirt people? No, we do not. And consequently, we will not treat our prisoners as such. We have protocol that must be followed before we can begin torturing you. Before we can begin driving screws into your thumbs and sticking your head in a vice to interrogate all the information out of you, we must first ensure that the four magic liquids contained within your body which represent the four essential elements are properly balanced. And to do this, we will naturally cut you with knives because your liver is creating a surplus of blood. But you don't need to torture me for me to tell you. I came here because I want to tell you. Tell us what? The rebels are marching to Salem. Salem? How ridiculous. Why to Salem? I'm not certain, but something there has my commander in a furor. He drove us near to death trying to reach Salem. I heard the guns from Ticonderoga were heading here to Boston, but I reckon they might be heading instead to Salem with him. Galbit? Yes, sir. Notify General Howe of this rogue division's maneuvers to Salem. Yes, sir. And you, prisoner? I. I was wrong about you. It's not your blood that's in excess. It's your yellow bile. Galbit, send in the rib drill and liver tap. We'll balance you yet, prisoner. Back to Salem Wood, where a disheveled Jabez is on the hunt. Since leaving the pine-spiced company of Clement Bonham, that grizzled French witch slayer, Jabez has yet to spot Elise, though he has twice thought he's seen a rabbit... The first instance turned out to be nothing more than the curvature of a mighty hemlock's root structure, which, when the wind blew just so, captured a nest of dried needle and dead nettle and quite resembled a healthy chocolate agouti buck at rest. The second instance turned out to be the tatters of a small cottony coat, a coat so small it would never fit a child or infant and must therefore have belonged to a doll or puppet. He puzzled over this ragged bundle, and somehow the sight of it made his hair stand on end. As he stewed in his melancholic fear, a hand tapped his shoulder. Oh, uh, 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 Elise, you, 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 you startled me. Here, here, here I was, searching for you. And it is you who have found me. 
Elise pointed to the tiny coat quizzically. Hmm? Um, uh, yes. Uh, must have belonged to uh, someone's d- d- dolly, I suppose. I-, 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 I took it for a rabbit. It's funny, isn't it? How, how-, how one thing can uh, become another? A toy coat ca- can become a rabbit. A stuttering orphan ca- can become a soldier. Dreadful little thing, though, eh? Jabez tossed the balled-up coat aside. Uh, have you had any uh, luck finding some proper ones? Rabbits, that is? Elise shook her head. Uh, Nor I. I I I supposed I haven't uh, found any proper soldiers, either. Elise wrinkled her nose and widened her eyes at Jabez. What's that? Elise only furrowed her brow, opened her mouth as though to speak, then immediately pressed her lips tightly together. Uh, I I see. I I was the same as you once... You know, Elise lifted an eyebrow saucily. What? A woman? Not 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 a woman. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Is that what you mean? Elise smiled sympathetically. I I mean, I was mute. Elise narrowed her eyes for much of my childhood until I came to be the ward of Patrick Henry. Elise shifted her jaw. Impressed. That's right. The very same fellow who led the Virginia militia and now serves as delegate for the colony. It was he who taught me that we alone possess the key to unlock the shackles of our unspeaking. This is not enough to say the words. We must free them from our soul. Elise considered Jabez for a moment, then lifted her chin, slowly drew breath and opened her mouth. Jabez's eyes widened in expectation. Elise's expression hardened. With her mouth wide and her face contorted, she seemed locked in a frozen scream. She held this until the tendons in her neck went scarlet. Then it just as quickly melted away as she smiled, mimed turning a key in a lock and shrugged her shoulders, buttoning her routine with another saucy eyebrow lift. I see. Sometimes a mute is a mute. Just as a coat is a coat. Captain Flintwick. Who's that? Mort? Yes, sir. Elise. Clement, what is all this? British ships, sir. They've been sighted in the Salem Channel. It's beginning, my friend. Right. Mort, ready the men. Yes, sir. What? Jabez. Elise. No supper? Hmm? Oh, I suppose not. And I took Elise for quite the huntress, too. She is. And this forest teeming with rabbit. Not today, Clement. Come, let's prepare. The four set off toward Jabez's camp and did not see beyond the nearby thicket of bramble, those dozens of dead rabbits stacked in neat little piles, nor the eldritch symbols written in their blood. What are the British troops planning? Who will be able to stop them? Will carry the traitor's humours ever be balanced? I hope not. That shit is gross. Find out next time on the inescapable conclusion of Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot, is brought to you by all three presidential last names you can look forward to in the coming century. Listeners, I... I am... I am so... calm... 
right now? So cold. The breeze blowing in the hand-sewn curtains while Uncle Neville chops firewood at that charming little firewood chopping stump. The smell of wood smoke from the downstairs hearth. The, the soft clinking of the spoon in my teacup. Mm. That tea Aunt Sarah gave me. It's like... You, you, you know how tea can, like, rejuvenate you and relax you all at once? Like your brain... Like, like your brain can move in two directions simultaneously as the eye of the universe splits its star-veined lids and the veil of structured thought turns upon itself convexly and suddenly everything within you is now without and vice versa and so a rabbit can be a coat or a conduit and a bird can be a sidekick or a warning and a plank can be a tongue or a nation and the only thing keeping you from yourself is you for every key you turn is a noose fettering you to your key ring and all of them jangling for a door forever forgotten hey hey who that's Sarah what what did you put in this tea? Aunt Sarah? Uncle Neville? Oh, oh, oh. That's funny. They're just, they're just outside. Hey, they're just outside my window. Watching me. Hello. You've got mail. 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 What's missing? 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 What? What's missing? What's missing? What's what's missing? What's what's missing? 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 Is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Werner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. Jabez Flintwick Salem Patriot Story by Rude Alchemy with Mr. Werner as lead story editor. This episode written and edited by Mr. Kane. Featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. For a listing of creative common sound effects attributions, visit rudealchemy.com slash attributions. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes to support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content including blooper reels from every season. Visit rudealchemy.com slash support. 
And finally, what do you mean you want to take Harrison with you to your mother's? I don't think that would be good for him. He's just getting settled. It's not good to change his environment like that. No, put it back on my lap. He likes to cuddle while we watch Alan. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Kunch... I can introduce myself. Thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Kunchfine. That's it. That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell. That's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad... Hold it. What? Here's your script. Script? Well, <laughs> you got to know what to say. All right. <clears throat> And introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney, attorney at, at law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No. We're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at law. Oh, boy. At 555-41. No, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it. Because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. What? Social distancing. One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands thoroughly. I don't want to get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now. Socially. I want to keep feeling fine, corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. Bye, 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 bye. bye. Whoa. Bye, corona. Bye, corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me. Uh-uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch. Stay away. My epidermis never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 bye. Woo. Fly Corona! Fly Corona! Captain Fly Corona! Pumpkin Pie Corona! Now wait a minute! Fly Corona! Goodbye Corona! Good riddance!